This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Morning Majlis podcast. Well, just last week, the Minister of Education announced a green education partnership with UNESCO and and also UNICEF that will offer schools across the UAE a national framework to support climate education and action among young people. Um, so the UAE will basically launch this international eco-education program to help teach the next generation about crucial efforts to protect the planet through this program. And of course, this is all coming in line with the UAE hosting uh, COP28, uh, which will definitely provide a roadmap for using education to achieve the sustainable development goals and combat climate change as a whole. And we can all go towards uh, climate change as uh, individual behaviors and as everyone's behaviors, literally, through green education yeah. to begin with. So that is going to be the topic to be discussing uh, uh, in the next few minutes with Dr. Sonia bin Ja'far, the Chief Executive Officer of Abdullah Al-Ghurair Foundation for Education, who will be uh, uh, talking to us uh, about green and sustainable education and happens to be on the line kindly joining us. Good morning, Dr. Sonia. Good morning. Um, thank you for the invitation. This is an exciting topic. And great to have you with us for sure this morning. So let's just get into this. What is yeah. this new initiative all about, the Green Education Initiative? Sure. So um, I like to think of it as a future-focused partnership. Mm-hmm. So it's extremely commendable. The UAE Ministry of Education, UNESCO, and UNICEF uh came together and actually created something that was intended for practice. And so they built on the promises made at the New York summit in 2022. Um, And so now what they're saying is what we want is a practical response to take kind of the nice words and the pledges made in New York and actually take those intentions of these big promises of greening education and actually creating a collaborative where we can make that operational in communities. So they have acted, essentially the UAE is acting as a champion country to create resources and toolkits that would work in schools and universities and communities so that we can green education. And so it's significant because these will be high quality resources, which are scarce globally, but they'll be in multiple languages, including Arabic, on what to do. And so I'll give you an example, um, because I think what to do is what people mostly think, what does that mean? Well, for example, how do we accredit a green school? What does that mean? And so then we'll have a toolkit for that that will be shared out. And first, kind of incubated here in the UAE. Wow. And, and, and I'd like to say personally as well, thank you very much, Dr. Sonia, for joining us on this uh, fine morning. Now, the understanding of sustainability um, and the idea of a green planet ha- has been quite recent, you know, in, in terms of the prospects and everything. Uh, but I would like to ask yourself, how important is it actually to instill the understanding of climate change and sustainability initiatives into the upcoming generation? Because at the end of the day, that's the those they're the people who are going to be affected by it. I love that question. Thank you, um, because it sometimes it feels like an add-on yeah. all the time in schools and pieces. And so, what we need to understand is kind of the the gravitas around 
why sustainability is important. And it's a really, if we don't put it in education now, we're not going to design the habits of mind needed in all learners to be able to deal with what is coming and mm. we need to adapt to the climate change. And so my colleague and I, who actually is um, at AUS, um, we've just released an essay on FICR calling advan called uh, Advancing Regional Climate Education. And what we look at are examples in the region of how people had to create something because of the climate change, you know, and one of the biggest pieces in this region is water scarcity. Mm -hmm. So out of the 17 most water stressed countries in the world, 11 are in the Middle East and North Africa. And so this is not about, oh, we're thirsty, we're going to be more thirsty. This is about adapting our ways of living and our ways of working because according to the World Bank, this climate-related water scarcity in this region is going to reduce our economy by 14% um, of our total GDP over the next 30 years. So this is an economic problem as mm -hmm. well as it. So we need our learners, our young learners and our adult learners to really start thinking about what solutions are there so that we can design them and also how can we use them in our daily lives. Yeah, let's talk more about that, the yeah. daily lives aspects and the, the, the green skills, if you may call it, that we should basically yeah. adopt. What are they exactly? So I think in terms of green skilling, um, we really need to think about what does that mean? Because a lot of people use terms and I like to think of it as kind of the knowledge, the ability, the competencies we need mm -hmm. for a greener economy. Mm -hmm. So it's about technical skills, mm -hmm. you know, like waste management and companies like BIA mm -hmm. are leading on that. Uh, renewable energy, sustainable building practices, and all of these are kind of tied to STEM and digital upskilling. But we also need to think of kind of what I like to call power skills, like critical thinking, teamwork, problem solving, that will take those technical skills and apply them to large problems like water scarcity. And if we look at um, the World Economic Forum just released literally two days ago or three days ago, the Future of Work 23 report, and what they showed was the fastest growing roles today in the next few years will be technology, digitization and sustainability. So that's looking at sustainability specialists, renewable en energy engineers, solar engineer installation system engineers. And so we need to have education that really helps people get to green technologies. And these are, are, are all in, in line with the, the sustainable development goals at the end of the day of the UAE. Now, I'd like to ask yourself, uh, Dr. Sonia, how can actually implementing the Green Education Partnership Roadmap ensure or assist in the UAE achieving uh, their sustainable development goals? So I think it actually works on multiple levels. First and foremost, um, you know, absolutely, the UAE's national energy strategy is a laudable uh, strategy. Um, this is particular, the Green Education Initiative is a game changer because um, I think for a long time we've been hearing a lot of theory yeah. and now the ministry said okay that's nice let's do something practical so it is about training a target number of teachers a target number of professionals getting schools to actually and universities 
you actually get to a particular area. So how much are you recycling? How much are you looking at your waste uh, systems? You know, are you wasting water? Are you, is there a better way of doing this? And then it's actually pushing the research and development for getting to producing the, the technologies we need and using the data to be able to understand our problems. So it's not about just, you know, changing the curriculum, but it's about looking at every piece of our curriculum and saying, how do we make sure that that has a sustainability mindset in it? And I think that that's what the difference is for this particular initiative. So uh, let's talk about the impact. Um, what kind of impact do you want to see uh, this initiative having on the community in the end? So for me, I think that what I'd love to see is that there is a deeper understanding of climate change mm -hmm. and our role in climate adaptation. Mm -hmm. Because even something as small as, and, and I know that a few people are going to raise their eyebrows as this, but when you wash your car, like I take a run in the morning mm -hmm. and I see people, I, I see like, I have got to step over puddles because people are washing their car with a hose yeah. and it just keeps on running and running that needs to stop in a water scarce environment mm -hmm. right and that is easy to stop so there's like little things that we can do and i think that elevation of a habit of mind to be appreciative of that will happen when our kids start going uh, i don't think so mom <laughs> like, yeah. turn the turn the faucet off and then there's the bigger pieces where we're going to have our university students in um, places like Unilever looking at packaging and saying, how do we reduce packaging because we need to do it at the corporate level. Mm -hmm. And we know that the UAE is looking at circular uh, packaging. So it's it's like from the very local level to kind of the corporate uh, policy level. And all of those are going to change if we have this um, this big shift across all of us. You know, I, I think this is incredibly important as well because the environment is just becoming even more harsh in the future, it is going to be even more harsh in the future. So understanding climate change and sustainability for the upcoming generation, it is going to be incredibly important. But I can imagine there are a few educators who have who are tuned in right now and they they agree with what you're saying, but they might not uh, find a way for or for them to successfully teach students um, uh, about the importance of climate change. How, how can how can we how can we send that message to children who might not care as much as we do? How can we make them understand the importance of climate change and sustainability? And that's the wonderful thing about the Green Education Initiative. The Ministry of Education is putting it in the hands of teachers at a grassroots level. Mm -hmm. They are um, providing training to 2,400 educators and 1,400 principals. So we're not just dumping this on teachers and saying, go. Yeah. Rather, it's actually taking toolkits and saying, okay, I'm going to help you learn how to do this properly so that we can actually have a consistent message, we can have consistent examples, and we can build this together. So I think that that's where the difference is. And again, that's why it's such an important initiative because it's practical. Mm -hmm. and I can't emphasize that enough. I'm so 
personally tired of hearing pledges. Mm. I want practice operations, and that's why I'm excited about this initiative. So let this, let's get this yeah. right. The, the green education strategy, it would not be introduced as a mandatory uh, class, let's just say, or classes in school, but rather I think it will be incorporated as a, a framework in, in, in all yes. learning and, and extracurricular activities. Am I right? That's right. So, for yeah. example, if I'm doing PE, mm -hmm. which most people don't associate with sustainability <laughs> and green, you know, practices, mm -hmm. you know, how do I think through what I need to do so that they appreciate um, the sustainability aspect of it? You know, when you have green grass to play on, is is that the best solution? Mm. Is astroturf the best solution? What is the best solution? Is going inside or should we change timings there's all these little things that can happen um and then making sure that everybody is aware of that you know the sciences are kind of obvious because of course when you're looking at physics and chemistry you're looking at you know the environment but we also need people who are studying the history and the arts and communications to also be fully aware of how to apply those um tasks and those kind of those thinking structures to greening our societies and and when it comes to education as well especially implementing it on uh, um children the doing practicals and these practices are so important doing it something active rather than just sheets and sheets of paper or, or links or or videos being interactive with them is incredibly important and would you would you encourage this to be the main premise of what you would include in a new program or this curriculum absolutely and i think that that might have been i wouldn't speak for the ministry but i'd say that's got to be a component of the thinking yeah. of including it in the extracurriculars so that they can be activity based so even something like can we grow certain plants outside in this environment how much extra water do we need for certain plants versus other plants what are we doing around agriculture see that's all something that they can actually physically do mm -hmm. which is fun and that's just one of many examples that they're coming out with it's incredible what what the Minister of Education is really doing and I'm also uh, excited for the big event the COP28 that we'll be hosting since we're on this topic and I, I actually heard that they're going to be having uh, the uh, education pavilion this is the first time it's a first education pavilion that the UAE would introduce uh, to appear at the COP uh, when it hosts the climate summit in November so that's going to be uh, exciting because it's going to be it's going to be a platform to uh, promote climate education teamwork. Are you excited about that? Oh, I'm super excited and I think it's long overdue at COP. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm obviously a little bit biased, but I think that the UAE's COP is going to be absolutely different because it's about practical solutions and let's stop making promises we don't keep. Mm -hmm. Let's actually figure out how we're going to act. And so the Education Pavilion will be showcasing that they will be... Um, greening their schools they anticipate by the end of this year that 50 percent of uae schools will be green accredited more than 70 campuses will be declared eco-friendly you know we'll have the numbers that i told you about about the training so it's about showcasing that but also building toolkits that actually are good for the region and good for the globe so it's not just about what we can do for the uae it's about what the uae can give to the rest of the world because it is such a privileged um society and so 
what they're doing is really acting as that leading champion and really honoring the founding fathers notion of giving back mm-hmm. to society and so this is one way to do it at a global level absolutely and i just um you know credit goes to the ministry of education here in the uae because they're they are playing a critical role um and in advancing the role of education in addressing climate change by building those environmentally friendly curricula and schools and and, and training educators to build sustainable green communities um it was a pleasure having you, Dr. Sonia bin Jafar, the Chief Executive Officer of uh, Abdullah Al Ghurair Foundation, with us uh, this morning. Uh, it was uh, really a pleasure, and we would love to have you with mm-hmm. us uh, on the Morning Majlis uh, sometime soon. Thank you. I would love that. Thank you so much. It's such an important topic, and you guys are doing a great job covering it. Thank you so much for being with us. This was uh, Dr. Sonia bin Jafar talking all about the Green Education Initiative that the Ministry of Education launched as a flight. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.